but for the most part, I'm a complete bourbon snob. You know, uh, you, I mean, I'm, I'm opening up a place that features bourbon. That's it. I know, and that's yeah. um, usually we we're looking for dads that have these roles, and I really didn't know what to call you. Would you entrepreneur? Do you? Well, I think uh, yeah, I guess entrepreneur would fit now. It, I don't know that it really ever did until um, right. It, I think it is right. You know, American whiskey, bourbon, and a little wine. And we, the only reason we're serving a little bit of wine is because we were called uh, blooming idiots if we didn't. And that was by a wine club member in Norton Commons said, you're, you're insane if you don't have some type of wine. So we put that on the menu. But, uh, you know, for the most part, it's, uh, you know, it's bourbon only for me. Gotcha. Our tagline is nothing foreign, nothing clear, no beer. <laughs> that's catchy. <laughs> so, that's a t-shirt waiting to happen. That's, that that, is yeah, catchy. that is a t-shirt. Yeah, we had those around the way. Hello and welcome to episode two of Drinking With Their Dad. My name is Austin Jones and I'm the host of this incredible show. Thank you guys for tuning back in and happy 4th of July. Uh, today we're going to introduce you to Tommy Craggs. He is a former bartender, a father of two, and a current entrepreneur. He's going to introduce you to his new Louisville Bourbon Club, known as Watch Hill Proper. So if you guys are interested in bourbon, you're interested in uh, Austin Jones content, if you're interested in having a good time, turn off the fireworks outside, turn on the fireworks inside. Anybody's invited. If you're a, a man, a lady, a child, please be 21. You're going to enjoy this. Uh, but thank you guys, and uh, let's rock and roll. reason I invited you is because I knew you were a dad, and you're somebody I look up to. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but we know each other because you trained me at my job at uh, the distillery. Haven't disclosed what distillery that is yet, just in case they hate that. So we haven't done that. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. You know the person that you would probably need to ask that question. Uh, I was always very careful, you know, um, when we were... When we were doing uh, the fourth chair, we uh, I got about halfway through one of the episodes, and I always muted my phone, and I didn't mute my phone, and so it rang, so I immediately grabbed for the phone, and it was, um, I'll just give you his initials, A-E. Got it. And he said, you have been tagged. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, look down, check. This is live. Mm -hmm. You can see me on the live show, get up. Grab my phone, and then when I realized, you can kind of see this facial expression, like, oh, shit. Uh, and sure enough, I had so-and-so's shirt on, and they were like, no, no. Oh, jeez. And so it was funny, because I never wore any branded shirt, but um, I did, and so then I went and put a, another sweatshirt over it promptly. I figured to be safe, just didn't. But uh, that that working relationship, I mean, you, you taught me a whole lot about this industry, about bourbon. Um, do you only drink bourbon? You're not a beer guy, are you? You know, I used to drink beer, and then every IPA started tasting like every other IPA. Um, and so the, the West Coast IPAs were really good to start, and I was really digging them. And then, uh, beer's fattening. Yeah. I mean, like, I like, I like big IPAs, but I like big porters and stouts. And they're, I mean, you know, you sit and have two of those you're 1200 calories I can right drink on, on bourbon for 1200 <laughs> calories so yeah you know i did and then every now and then i will i'll do a little bit of rum there's a couple of rums out there that are a little interesting to me i can have uh 
an ounce and a half, and that's about then I get a little sick of it. But for the most part, I'm a complete preference knob. You know, I'll, I'll get with uh, some buddies who we we enjoy a dirty martini every now and then, but it's got to be dirty, dirty like Christina Aguilera, dirty. You know, <laughs> it's it's got to be dirty, and so uh, nothing against Christina Aguilera. Could have been Courtney Love or something, but any whatever. That's kind of the way the way that we framed them. Uh, as far as dirty, but really uh, a lot of olive juice and olives and that type of thing. And then Gross. one of those. That's about it. That's about all I can. Jeez. But I like olives. How did you get into bourbon? Do you just drink it one day and you're like, "This is what I want to do"? You know, I have a buddy, uh, Chad Clifton, who I, I probably drank more bourbon with than anybody else in the world. Uh, we used to watch Monday Night Football, and then we ended up working on Monday nights in a bar together. But Monday Night Football, or, or even Thursday Night Football years ago, we would drink Maker's Mark, and we loved it. And, you know, we, we were neat, or Ice Cube, but on that particular night, it was always Maker's and Diet, and he was Maker's and Coke. And we would, you know, we'd sit and crush a bottle of Maker's watching this. And we usually were at a local pub uh, that both of us worked at for uh, some time, and then... Uh, you know, just kind of graduated into it. I liked bourbon. Then, you know, neat or on the rocks with makers. Man, we were just, we loved to drink makers. Uh, with, like I say, with some ice and a Diet Coke or whatever. And then just gradually being, we still drink it. We still have our nights where we will get together and still drink makers and Coke or makers and Diet. Just tradition sake. Yeah, kind of nostalgic. But, uh, yeah, just, I, I did drink beer growing up. Uh, Budweiser, Bud Light, all the nastiness. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I can just, I can remember like my first sip of like Weller 12 and going, wow, man, this is. Can you remember your first sip at all of anything? Uh, Makers. Yeah, Makers probably way before I should have been drinking Makers, Mark. I was probably a, I don't know, a junior in high school. Uh, that's about, I was uh, 21 for five years before I was 21, so. Yeah. I, I, would, I would say I'm right around there. Crown Royal, I had some sips of because I think my, I think my stepdad had a bottle of that, and so I would nip that a little bit, and it never did much for me. But I can, when I very first appreciated it, uh, having that first sip of Weller and even Wild Turkey, just going, man, this is, uh, you know, I think after you, you know, graduate from having something in it, or even a splash of water or a couple ice cubes, once you go neat and you get that feeling of neat there's just really no going back bigger proof every now and then i'll still have an ice rock or an ice cube but very seldom do i drink it anyway but neat put a uh, put a year on that when uh you're with uh in that pub and i mean that was bad so uh i worked worked at, at mr g's from um, 1999 till about 15 years so you know, so just, it wasn't the bourbon heyday that we're no, in now. No, it wasn't the bourbon heyday. I mean, we had your, we had all the usual suspects, Booker's. You know, Booker's was probably the higher end that we had then. And then, then when I was leaving that is when, and I went into liquor store, um, worked with with Bill and Chad and Chip and those guys who I still hang out with. That's when it just got crazy, and you started seeing these lines forming for thinking. You're like, why are why are people outside for this? You know, because they, even more than myself, were in it when the Van Winkle line or any of that sat on the shelf. I mean, uh, Chip tells a story about them playing golf and uh, calling back and Chip is still at the store. And one of them, Bill or, or Chad, 
or whoever it, whoever it was, says, you, you just bring us something that we can drink on the course. And he ended up taking like a, a 15 or a 20 year Van Winkle that he just grabbed off the shelf. I mean, at that point in time, it didn't, that wasn't the thing that it is today, I guess. Oh, no, and you're and you're really not talking about all that far, all that long ago. I, if I'm guessing, uh, if they listen to this, they'll correct me on it. I would say that that was probably 2010, maybe, uh, 2008, somewhere right around there. And I think they, you know, they were probably mixing, I think they were probably doing shots of it or whatever, but it was something that just sat on the shelf. And then all of the sudden, I, you know, I, I have done teachings and that type of thing on this subject. I think you can relate it to a couple things. Uh, there was a theft of Van Winkle stuff from Buffalo Trace. Uh, when, when a bourbon hits the, the world news, you know, this is a Kentucky, you know, Kentucky product for sure, certainly at Buffalo Trace, but when it makes national news, that's when people started going, what, what is this bourbon stuff? There are plenty of people that didn't know what bourbon was. I mean, Maker's Mark was a regional bourbon until the late 90s. Regional. It wasn't even a nationally, you know, I remember going to Virginia on business. We ended up staying in D.C. and going to a Baltimore Ravens game, Washington Redskins game. They didn't, you know, very few bars even had Maker's Mark. Well, you can't say that today. It's no, the I football mean, team. The yeah. Washington football team. Well, oh yeah, well, well there you go. Yeah, but I mean, it's just amazing that that's not that long ago in the big no. scheme of bourbon. Well, ten years. Well, yeah, I guess eleven years now. Yeah, I mean, but that's it's crazy that that that, that was still not a national bourbon. It's a little longer than that. It was probably you know so ninety. Yeah, that would have been twenty two years ago. Gotcha. Not you weren't talking twenty ten. Yeah. No. No. Which that's no. That was just my other timeline about when the Van Winkle sat on the shelf. I mean, you, it, that was kind of commonplace. And what was going on in your personal life? Were you dating, married? Let's see. I got married in 1998. Wow. So. You want me to date you? Right. I was uh, one years old. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I hear that a lot. Yeah. My <laughs> wife, you know, it's funny. We've had this conversation. This is, I don't know that I've ever said this really out in public because it, it, it's kind of strange to think of it in a little sketch. Very so, interested on the microphone. <laughs> so, when I was getting my license, 16, 17 year old, years old, my wife was in the second grade. Didn't so, know that. Yeah, so we have said that before, and it's kind of cringeworthy to think. I mean, it, it's a, certainly a big deal then, but when you know when you get 50 and she's 40 or whatever, it's, it's not that big of a deal. But, yeah, when you think about it, I was driving, and I was the car revving up my motor, and the crosswalk person was letting the little kids go and go through. There's my wife. Oh, that's so cringeworthy. <laughs> no, that's my, cut. My, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> my parents had a 10-year ten, ten age difference, I think. Yeah. I think ours is 9, but it's it's still. Now it doesn't, like I say, it doesn't. She certainly looks way younger than, than I do, but uh, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> strange. So you guys were dating for how many years before you got married? We dated... Um, three years so August 15th will be our 23rd wedding anniversary so we dated a couple years lived together for a year and a half or so got married well nice that's I mean that'll be it's here cool. tomorrow it's cool she's put up with me for a long time we have two kids Jackson uh, is at IUS he'll be a junior uh, this next semester uh, Emma just graduated high school she's getting ready to go to IUS for one year and then she's going to go to design school in Bloomington in Indiana so well, sounds like they got a plan there. Yeah, my wife's a 
Um, she works for VNA. She's a, she's done very well for herself. She started out as a nurse, and now she's the suit. You know, one of the bosses there. So obviously, you're kind of exploring. I want to do this. I want to do this. But she was just kind of supporting you the whole way. And I mean, you guys had a family along the way. Yeah, pretty well. I mean, it worked out. You know, because like I say, I was out bartending for a lot of years, but it worked out for us because. You know, she worked very early in the morning, and I got off very early in the morning. So, kids and that it just worked. Her, her, you know, getting the kids and, and, and getting to school, and then I would pick them up, and I would work at nights. And it got old uh, after a while. I mean, I managed the bar for uh, quite a quite a few years later on, and I could dictate my schedule a little bit more. But the money was, you know. I, I tell people that my college education and a nickel got me a bartending job, you know, making more <laughs> money than my, my you know, proper education would have ever gotten. What is your proper education? I have no idea. You know, a schooling, I have a couple little certificates. I know I don't have a four-year, actually almost the equivalent of a four-year, but associates, that type of thing. And I have a real estate degree that I, I, I used for about a week and then I realized that just wasn't nice enough to do real estate. I didn't like people enough to tow them around in my car. I don't know if anybody would say that about you. You're a people person. I mean, being a bartender and then selling a house, obviously it's a little bit more money, but... Yeah, I, I've had, I, you know, I have certainly been an asshole at, at certain <laughs> points, uh, points in my life. You know, I think being in the bar, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know, it wears on you a little bit. And it's certainly in the last couple of years that I was there. Not, I mean, I, you know, everybody has their days. Rewind, I didn't know you had a son, so this is big news to me. I just thought you had a daughter, and if I had to bet money on it, she was like 13, 14. Had no idea she was graduating high school. She is. She just turned 18. My son turned 20 uh, a couple months ago. He's a trip, man. He's, you know. Are they? Are you guys close? Are you oh, close with your son? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I can't really even go a day without talking to him on the phone, and uh, Emma's still at the house. Uh, Jackson has an apartment with two, two. You know, you know how to. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. With your guy, guys still there. Two, two friends. Yeah, two friends. And so, uh, they're. I found. You know, it's funny. I found out uh, about a week ago. I did not know this. He was at uh, store, whatever it is over. And he lives right across the bridge. I don't know if it's Kroger or whatever. I said, "What are you doing?" He said, "Well, we're having people over. Pretty, pretty good amount of people." I said, "Oh yeah. What, what you, what you buying?" And he's 20. Yeah. And I said, find some beer? He's like, uh, well, yeah. And you I, caught him. And no, he, you know, I, he's, he's had beer at the house with me or whatever, and I let him try bourbon before, but he finally admitted to having a fake. And I, yeah, he said he didn't get it until a month or so ago. So he didn't get it at 18 or 19. He got it when he's like 20 and got it relatively close. So, yeah. He did you fake. ever have a fake ID? I did. I had my uncle's uh, fake for from about the time I was 18 on and then yeah I, I never had one I just had I knew people that could get it so I never got one yeah but I can't grow a beard like you like you could grow a beard probably I don't know I could I this is it <laughs> this is it right here this is I can't really grow a beard that well I mean I can it's all great now but I mean even back then I could facial hair I just couldn't grow very very good <laughs> I uh, I just walked in with a confidence and they were like yeah sure sometimes yeah um if they asked me for my ID I would put my ID on the table knowing it wasn't real and they would sometimes take it just because they either A, didn't care, B, didn't know. 
we had enough people who were 21 or we would just see somebody in the parking lot and give them five bucks if they would gap past 12 years or whatever or bottle makers or wow that was really nice of you to give them five i was offering 20s well it's 20 years 25 years later for you right, right, right. five dollars back then that's a lot of jack man <laughs> right you know, right that's a, yeah that's a lot of, five that's about the equivalent you're putting a lot of risk on your night for a stranger in the parking lot to uh, buy you your alcohol yeah, we had a couple of regulars that we did establish, and we knew kind of where they hung out, and so we'd go by there, and if they were sitting at their normal spot, you know, so we got to know them and buy them some chips and their beer or five bucks or ten bucks, whatever it was, you know, any, whatever, by any means necessary to get that beer or that bourbon for the night. So, any means necessary was definitely the... Yeah, you had to, because you didn't want to come back and be empty-handed, and everybody would be like, what What the hell's going on, dude? You didn't score? You know, so. <laughs> But plus, you, I didn't like pot. You know, there was a certain element of people who I hung around with who were more into, you know, they didn't really care about the drinking. They were more into smoking the pot or whatever. And I just, it wasn't for me, man. I tried it a couple of times. I'd like to fall out of my chair, eat a bag of Cheetos and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I had accidentally gotten secondhand high one time. I was in a car. I just thought we were all hanging out. And then all of a sudden I couldn't see because it was just filled with smoke. And I never hit it. I, again, I'm like you. That's just not my thing. And I uh, went inside to the party, and I ate half of a cake, and oh, I don't even yeah. I don't even like cake. Yeah. And so it, everybody was like, "Oh, you're, you're pretty toasted," and I was like, "No." Yeah. But I the probably the second or third time I ever smoked pot, I, I was at a party who, I was I had started a new job and I was young. I mean, I was you know eighteen or so, and uh, they invited me to this party for a new job that I started. I didn't really know anybody very well. And I got there, and I had gotten high with a guy before I'd gone into the house. He was like, hey, Tommy, come over here before you go in. Let's hit. So I, I hit it once or twice, and I get in there. I'm, I wasn't there three minutes, and I walked right through their screen door. <laughs> I didn't see it and walked right through it. That was my initiation into this party. And it's just you can't find a, a spot quick enough to go hide because it, I mean, I walked through it. Jeez. You know, just took it completely down. Oh. Uh, rewind to 10 minutes ago where I mute my phone all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Oh, well, sorry about that. No, no, it's okay. Um, no, I had no idea you had a son. He's 20. We're... I do think yeah. about that sometimes. Do you, uh, you think your son's gonna... What, what is he studying? We'd never even... Well, he, you know, he, he changed a few times. He's in, uh, it's gonna be a business degree, but the, the finance, I think, is what okay. he's gonna end up doing. Uh, he thought about physical therapy and he thought about a couple other different things. He seems to, he's a pretty good student, so he, you know, he, I think he'll, he'll do well with, you know, in, in there, I guess he, now he's getting ready to start the core classes, the first two years or whatever, I guess, and just kind of your, you know, your, what you have to do, and then, so he, he seems to like it, my daughter's pretty definite on what she wants to do, she likes, she certainly likes the interior design type stuff, but she wants to design the building too, so which is cool. So she's got an engineering there too. Yeah, it'll be an engineering base, but uh, she likes to you know to design. And plus, she she's fantastic uh, at art. I mean, some of her drawings are just amazing. I got quite a few of them hanging up in my office. She'll just she'll she'll bring me one down that she's been working on for a week, and it'll be a maker's mark bottle or a bur or a Booker's bottle. Do you think she'll try and do any freelance stuff, like non, uh, probably no building stuff? I mean, no design, more just like for fun, and if I make money, cool. Probably, yeah. Well, yeah. neat. Uh, might need to, I need some art for an office, I guess. Yeah. I need to get an office first. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of 
weird question, no offense to anything. Did you have an office? And I think that's a super dad thing. My dad had an office. I don't know if he needed it. What do you, why did you get an office? So, you know, when we moved into our house about 20 years ago, when Jackson was just, just a little bitty tot, uh, I had one in an apartment that uh, my wife and I lived at. I, I write a lot and I read a lot, but. Right, right. So I'll kind of give you something that not a lot of people know. So along with this bar that we are opening up, we... we I don't even know if you named it, P.S. Watch Hill Proper. There you go. Uh, yeah, Watch Hill Proper is the bar that we're opening up in Norton Commons. But we started KBM Brands. And so under KBM Brands, there will be a lot of different things. Kind of the way Heaven Hill is with their, their brands. They have a bunch of different ones. Well, Watch Hill Proper will just be one of the things that we do. Another of the things that we do, and this is what I do in my office for the majority, especially of the last eight years, is that I have been writing a, if you ever saw the documentary Psalm, that it tracks four or five guys who are trying to become master sommeliers. Yeah. It's as high as it gets in the wine world. If you are a master sommelier, you kind of write your ticket. Well, I started about eight years ago writing the one for American Whiskey and Bourbon, and it has occupied my time. Uh, you, you can't believe how much time a week that I still spend on it now. It's gotten a little bit more difficult with, with having to do things for the bar, but uh, I spend a crazy amount of time writing this test. It's not even uh, out yet. It won't be out, but it will be released under KBM Brands, and in the headquarters of it will be Watch Hill Proper. So that's kind of an exclusive. So nobody even knows that. That will be something that will hit probably be the beginning of maybe mid-next year, beginning of next year. But that's you, that's where my office is. You have a super pack 2022. I do. You do. I do. We're opening, our opening is January. Well, first quarter of 22, but we're kind of narrowing it to January of 22. Absolutely. I am going to run the bar for, you know, we're saying a year or 18 months, and then uh, I just think that there'll be somebody better than me to get in there and do that. I think I'll do fine. It will be run and established with mine and Josh's uh, the way that we want it. it. I think in business, especially what I'm learning is that, you know, we're opening up a million-dollar bar. We have to either succeed with our, our, our thoughts and the way that we think that it should be run or fail that, that way. We don't want to put it on anybody else. We know that success is going to be with the help of a whole lot of people who come together. But if it fails, it needs to be solely on the shoulders of Josh and I. So we're going to, uh, the, the demands of working at that club are going to be, uh, it's going to be a difficult but very rewarding job. I think, uh, I think people will make a good living working there. But it's just something so different and unique that, is not being done here in Louisville. I know the Thoroughbred Club has opened up and that's more of a horse oriented. We are solely about American whiskey and bourbon. That is, I mean, the people that we have coming in to speak, I mean, it's a who's who. Look at our industry member page. It's crazy the people who are so willing and they're like, yeah, we want to be a part of this. And you know, I don't know of anything like it, so cool, I think man. it's... Do you think, um, with Jackson going into finance and stuff, do you think he will help out with any of that stuff? Uh, I, I would love for him to do that. I think it's something... Yeah, I mean, Josh. Josh's son is getting the bourbon itch. He's 20, 21 or 22 years old, and he Josh has sat down and they've sipped, and so he's kind of getting... Uh, 
you know that bug that you get when you first really start you you like wow this is this is something that you know bourbon for the longest time had that connotation of an old man's drink well, old know? old white rich sure that was, that was it and so it, it doesn't have that anymore so you're certainly seeing well i mean what are you 25 years old 24 24 years old and so it just, it just didn't happen i mean women well when you said pushing this industry like crazy when you said uh josh's son had the itch i have a rash i have such an itch yeah yeah well yeah i mean exactly and so so yeah i mean jackson has tried it you know maybe 10 times ever it's not something he i think he's still on like bud light or, or whatever they're drinking so you know as far as the whether he'll be a bourbon person i don't know but certainly you know i think there'll be avenues for him even with kvm even if it's not at watch hill uh just the revenue streams that we're trying to generate are something that we're not even talking about in public now, but we can't wait to let people know. Um, did you, how old were you when, so Jackson's your oldest, how old were you when you had Jackson? I was 33. Okay. And so my wife was 24, I guess. Wow, I'm 24. Uh, I couldn't imagine. Still have nightmares. Yeah, I don't know that she could imagine either, but then it, it, it kind of happens. Okay, well, uh, leads me to my next question. Was that a uh, oh yes or a no no or a whoa? We <laughs> well, I, probably a little bit of all three of those. To be honest, it was kind of you know we certainly knew that we wanted to have kids. Whether you know she was uh, she was in nursing school then, so uh, let's see. Yeah, she. She, yeah, she was in nursing school and then uh, pregnant, I think, with Emma when she graduated nursing school. I'm going to get this wrong and she's going to be like, what? But I think, yeah, because I think she carried uh, Jackson across the stage with her when she graduated. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that was a good picture. Yeah. And so, you know, we we knew we knew we wanted to have them close together. You know, uh, my sister's nine years younger than, let's see. No, my sister's 11 years younger than I am, so... And my brother's 11 years younger than me, so, you know, uh, we knew that we wanted to do it and get it over with, and she got tied up as soon as the second one was done. She was, I'm over it. So I, I'm in the situation now of Sarah just finished nursing school um, about six months ago now. Sweet. She is nervous about being pregnant just because she went to nursing school, is knows about the complications and stuff. So I wonder if, uh, if your wife was mm. had any of that going on mm. or if it was even a problem or a concern Jackson was pretty easy um and yeah she she went through some stuff uh you know my wife's blood pressure runs low um which is yeah really low sometimes and so Emma was a little bit more of a problem but nothing you know we were blessed man I mean very blessed that they 10 fingers and 10 toes and came out and they they're both no tails both, both healthy and huh? no, no tails no tails and so <laughs> now we're very fortunate uh Good Lord was very, very uh, kind and generous to us with our two kids, for sure. So you brought Jackson home, and you were... How did you feel? I mean, we talked about your wife. She's scared. <laughs> no, uh, a little scared. I don't know. It, it, it just, this, this because uh, you're the nurturing big thing just kind of takes over, and you don't really have a clue what you're going to do, and then you just do it, and you rely on your support system, and... You know, my mom and her mom and my dad and my stepmom and my stepdad. And it's just all this support that you get when you get home. And then you, you call them and ask them, well, 
he's doing this or she's doing that and they go walk out on the porch no baby's ever died from crying themselves to death and so you you start to learn those little secrets about it and and that that all comes from trial and error and from you know your mom going all right relax dude chill out you know they're gonna poop they're gonna eat they're gonna pee they're gonna it's all the thing that's been going on for forever and so don't don't stress out, you know, there'll be a time in their life where you will stress out and it'll probably be called for, but because they're crying or, or, or whatever, don't, don't sweat the small stuff. And so we learned pretty good. And plus my, my wife was probably ready to be a mother at about 14. I mean, she just has a, she just knows, she knew how to do it. She, she babysat and babysitting is a pretty big deal, especially if you do it for young kids. It's pretty good, pretty good. I, I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I had a younger son, but like I say, they were so much younger than. Well, I was gonna say you're you're the big brother, so you were kind of the setting the pace. Like they they could look to you. Well, I was, but they were so you know by the time I was, you know, eighteen, they're still young kids, man. I I wasn't hanging out with them or, right. or even at home very often, and so, you know, she could she could certainly relate better than I could. Gotcha. And then you know then it just becomes fun, you know you get them out of the diapers and then you get them out of the terrible twos and then they just become like he Jackson just was my little dude man we just hung out and it was all about baseball for us I mean from the time he was t-ball to wiffle ball in the backyard to travel ball to whatever if I had to describe a stereotypical baseball dad it'd be you down to the facial hair it would be you Probably, to the yeah, T yeah and, and I it was so so fortunate that I got to coach him you know I mean we coached travel ball for six years taught Patterson and I did, and just, you know, that's so much fun to go and out, of, out of town and stay in hotels and eat bad food and hang out with the other parents, and uh, the kids swim together, and they play baseball until they're tired, and then they go back to the hotel, and they swim again, and we all eat dinner together. Just so much fun. We got to take them two times to Myrtle Beach to, pay, to play in the uh, Cal Ripken, uh, like, Cal Ripken Invitational or something like that. But just to take, you know, 14 or so teenagers with their parents out of town for a week, it's just, it was fun. It was cool. And, I mean, the whole time, you, Emma's just running around. But she's... Yeah, Emma with the other little siblings of the other kids, they're just running around crazy. And, yeah, and, you know, we're eating and drinking bourbon, and the kids are doing whatever they... Eating and drinking bourbon. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> did, um, did your family, like, whenever you... Did you have, like, dinner every night? Did you... We did, you know, we did. Ish and I actually moved in with uh, my folks when we were getting ready to get married. And even then, yeah, we would try to do dinner at night. And growing up, we did. We did at my house with my kids until, you know, the when they discovered that cell phones, man, that's when it became. When they got their cell phones, and they were so young then, it, uh, but they want to hide them at the table and that type of thing. But That's a good alley-oop there. I don't know if you meant to. Could you imagine, not starting over, but raising a kid in the social media age, the technology age? Because, I mean, they were, 20 years ago would be 2001. That's kind of a scary year anyway. But, I mean, there was no Facebook. There's no Instagram. There's no... And I, I guess, like, Emma would, for example, like, grow up with it, but... I Yeah, I, I don't have any regrets as far as my, with my kids or raising my kids... I think I would have been a little harsher on them to make sure that, 
you know, to be very adamant that there was no cell phones at the table. There was n there was a time and place for computer and that type of thing. I think, you know, it just becomes easy. They're in their room doing their thing. You know, my wife and I are out watching a TV show or a movie, and it, it's just kind of out of sight, out of mind. If I if I think if I could go back and change that, I probably would. Uh, I think social media is, you know, I'm, I'm prom promoting, you know, my new venture on all kinds of social media, but I just despise it most of the time. I just think that there's so much bad with it. There's a lot of good with it, don't get me wrong, but, uh, man, when you can, you know, it just holds so much power, and well, that's scary. That's kind of the catch-22 is, oh, wow, it's really bad, it's very negative, but, man, everybody sees it. Everybody if I post this... It. Absolutely. I, I can't, you know, I can sit here and, and complain all I want and I, you know, make fun and, uh, but I'm on it. I, I do it. I'm not doing anything, but, but it, promoting it because I'm using it for, and not even with, you know, the, the bar that I'm now promoting, you know, people are so sick of, I'm sick of seeing my own face on you Facebook. Really, do you think your generation in social media is different? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. How we deal with, how we deal with social media. Absolutely. When, when we were doing the club, we're forming Watch Up Proper right now. We're it's evolving right now. I had to literally take these lessons at night from my daughter to explain Instagram to me. I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't grow up. I don't know anything about Instagram. I know I did know a little bit about it, but the power of Instagram is crazy. Uh, yeah, it's insane. And she's going, you know, you can do this. I'm going, ah. and she, and it's like the back of her hand. It's like my son. It's like the back. Of, they know it. Crazy. I know Facebook because I remember like, hey, I got a friend request today nine years ago or ten years ago, and it was that was kind of a thing. Now it's evolved into just this massive promotional type of vehicle that you can use to improve your footprint wherever it may be. Uh, it so you know the the meeting and, and generating friends or uh, reaching out to friends from high school, that element's still there, but it's so evolved from where it initially was. Isn't it weird? Because she was uh, 2003, 2004, maybe 2005. When was Emma born? Emma was born 5503, yeah. 5503, wow. Uh, well, so that's not... Instagram wasn't around for another six or seven years. Oh, gosh. But that's crazy that she can just pick it up so quick. And knows every in and out of it. So does my son, and, then, and so I literally, when we were doing it, like Watch Up Proper was putting this on, and then I would see this, uh, this, you know, I'd done some interviews with the news or whatever, and, and and she would go, hey, I saw you on Instagram on this, and I'm like, you How did? Are you seeing this? <laughs> what is it? And so she would go and try to explain this to me, and so I, I basically don't, still don't have much of an idea of what I'm looking, but I do know how to like get it in there and look at, you know, pictures that we post, and you know, like. We have a marketing director, and she does, uh, you know, the majority of it. Congratulations. I think it really is taking off, and I'm excited. Uh, well, you, you brought a bottle in. Usually we provide bottles to all of our guests, as in uh, the first episode, our one and only guest so far. But you brought a bottle. You quick quick summation. So, uh, five, six years ago, I still do it now, but I was so into marrying uh, bottles and blending bottles and that type of thing, and so, and I kept very extensive notes on them. I would do the poor man's pappy with the 50% 50, 50 107 antique with 50% 12 year, or you could do it the other way where you did special reserve, blah, blah, blah. Well, this bottle, I don't have any notes on, and I can't remember what it is. 
Uh, I think it is a blending of quite a few, and it, I'm sure it had a purpose. I don't know if I did high proof or high proof with low proof or same family. I cannot remember anything about it. It has no label on it. The color's pretty cool. It has literally sat in the same spot in my basement at about 68 degrees for five or six years. So I'm going to pour... I know you didn't mean to do that, but that was the most dad thing you've ever said. What? We did not touch the temperature. It stayed at 68 degrees. Oh, yeah. Nobody touched it for oh, yeah. five years. Yeah. We, yeah. Very stereotypical dad. I'm a dad. <laughs> Let me pour you some of this. Yeah, there you go. Say when. <laughs> I just want to see your face. Give it a nose and see. I just kind of want to see what the nose is even on it. It doesn't smell horrible. It's. It actually. Uh, that is a. It kind of smells like, like butterscotch, something around there. I don't know. Uh, cheers. Cheers. I'm anxious to see your facial. Uh, you don't even know the proof on this. I don't. I have no idea. It's all over the board. This could be a knock your socks off proof. That's really good. It's good? I don't hate it, which... Really? Free. I like it. You got a cup? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's really good. I think it... A little bit of butterscotch. Pretty sweet, though. Not spicy. If I had to guess on proof on it, around 100. Around 100 or so. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> that's cool. I, I guess now that I'm going to... I still have some wild turkey in my glass, but... When I finish, I guess I'll have to have a little sip of it and say, oh, actually. There you go. You can have some. handing me a sip of it now. So, hold on. I just had a taste of wild turkey. Let me see. No, that's definitely, it's sweet, but it's it's not really high proof. If, the nose is pretty good on it, actually. It definitely has something uh, young in it, and that could be that could be along those lines. Back then, it could have been Duke or Tin Cup or something along those lines. I get on the front palate for sure. It has something young, but yeah, the sweetness actually mid palate, back of the palate is. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking super technical at all. That that just tastes good. It's pretty tasty. I like actually. it. I'm a little surprised, to be, to be honest. The only thing that sucks is, that's it. You can't that's do it, it twice. Yeah, this, you talk about a one-on-one. <laughs> yeah, uh, you that, can't do that, that twice. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Do you have, because I, I mean, I, I don't have any kids. Don't really plan to knock on all the wood in the world. You're 24, dude. What? You Maybe tomorrow. Be, we don't know. You shouldn't even be thinking about oh, okay. it. You know, you'll, you'll get it. It'll get you. But I... I don't really have a dream, but like a, I think it'd be super cool to just pick a bottle, a single barrel or something, and save it for. You're 21 now. Let's drink this, or this is the family infinity bottle. You know that was the that was the business model of a couple of different places. Kentucky Artisan Distillery was when they very first started. Steve Thompson when they very first started. They started out that they were going to let people do that. They would come, you would pick the barrel, you could age it there, uh, you would pay the taxes on it annually, and you could age it for, they had programs that were, I think, four, eight, maybe even 12 years 
Uh, and so what their, their selling point was is that you get it when your kid is born, you go do this pick, and when they turn 18, you pop this bottle, or 20 when they get married, 25, whatever, whenever you decided to do it, you would pop that bottle, and it would be yours. You had it. It was a legacy bottle from your family that you've kept all these years. And then, you know, it, they did that for about a month, and now Jefferson's is in with them. But Barstown Bourbon Company is another one. That was what they initially were going to do. They were going to do for the small guy, for these groups, the Monday night football group that wanted to buy a barrel, and then all these companies bought up all the Barstown Bourbon stock in them about 12 seconds, and so it's never been around. I don't know, going back to it, man, that kind of smells like a Hershey Kiss and just like some cut wood. So that has aged, that has married together very well, whatever it was. There, there might be 10 different bourbons in there. Jeez, well, uh, that's well, kind of the fun of it. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. That's right. So... Wow. That's cool. I, you were my guinea pig uh, to, to taste that. I've been wanting to do that for a long time, and I was kind of like, nah, I couldn't bring myself to do it. But <laughs> I will. But I now that care. you didn't throw up and I had a taste of it, it's actually pretty good. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens in 12 hours. Well, there you just, go. It may have some... Some lasting. Rotted yeast or something. But that, I, I mean, when you were getting married and, I mean, having kids, that wasn't the thing. That wasn't the bourbon craze. You weren't, let's plan on this. But I think that is, that's the whole bourbon business is let's plan. But that wasn't the thing back then. It, no, it, it wasn't. And I didn't. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't back then. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't really a thing. And so even, even us getting into a bourbon bar in 2021, 2022, uh, I, I don't think we have seen the, I don't think we've seen even the halfway point of this craziness. I know. Well, I was going to say, it's not gimmicky what you're doing at all. I don't want to make you think that. You're in the craze, so yeah, why not open it? But why not open it because there's nothing else like it? That was probably more the reason that we did open it is because there wasn't this. I mean, for to be the bourbon capital of the world and you don't have an exclusive bourbon bar, to me, that was strange. And Josh and I could not figure out why. Why is there not? And are we missing something? And, you know, doing our due diligence, uh, we just couldn't find it. So, you know. Hopefully there's not one that pops up in September that, that we haven't known about. Uh, first event, October 1st. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, but we, we're pretty confident that there's not one out there. Thoroughway Club down, downtown, I mean, but that's that's more horse-oriented and that type of thing. Well, you're yeah. very good. Do you think that with you having all of your roots in Louisville, your family, you grew up in Louisville, do you think that uh, Emma and Jackson will stay in Louisville, or do you think they'll go out? Well, I know you talked about Emma going to New York, but do you think she'll come back? Uh, no, not going to New York, going to uh, uh, Indiana University. She, no, her, she's a homebody. My uh -huh. daughter is now. Even going that two hours away is going to be... She's Jackson handled it very well as far as getting out, but Jackson was just kind of that. He was kind of ready, and you know when he got into his dorm, and, you know, it was kind of freedom. Not that he didn't have freedom at home. We never really, our kids at Jackson, we kind of gave them what they gave us, and Jackson proved his worth. I mean, he, he was a good kid. He made good grades. He was honest. And so, you know, we, we kind of let him rip and run, as my wife would say. 
so when he got his dorm, he lived in a freshman dorm his first year. Um, you know, and then COVID hit and he had to come back home for a while. And then he got this apartment. And so, you know, I don't know that he would. I guess I guess he would if the right situation, Emma. I don't, you know, Emma's got a boyfriend now. And it's the first boyfriend for her and the first girlfriend for him. And so they are thick as thieves. And so I think that right now they feel like that they're going to go wherever each other goes. And he's a really good kid. I could see them being that couple that ends up getting married, first boyfriend, first girlfriend. Uh, seriously, I just think it's, yeah, it's, they are thick as thieves. Well, I was going to, I mean, you, so they this is their first significant other. Yes. Why, tell me about you meeting them, him or her. I mean, Emma's boyfriend, Jackson's she girlfriend. Call it, she didn't call him boyfriend for the longest time. Well, that's time. kind of the thing. And I, he would shake. He would come over and he was Mr. Craig's this and Mr. And it's like, dude, is my dad here? What? I've never been able to get used to the Mr. Craig's thing or whatever. Because most of the kids that I get on top of the coach, they call me coach, but he still calls me that. He's just a really cool, very cool kid. But she would never say boyfriend even with the grandparents especially my dad like i said my dad and him have a very interesting and special very tight-knit bond together and so uh, this is just a friend and so but then uh he would go to the lake with us and then he ended up going to florida with her and staying you know in our condo and the condo down there with my dad and and rosie and so uh, but he's a he's a good kid man and you know I don't know. It's just weird. It's, it's weird seeing Hey, you know what? Hopefully he's there. not on this podcast for a long time, right? Yeah. Are you nervous to be a grandpa? Oh, shit. You're really? scratching your neck. No, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know I, my birthday is in a, in a week or so, and and it is what it is, dude. I'm, I, I, don't, I, I don't feel like I'm in my 50s. I, I, I look like I'm in my 50s, but... I don't think I, so. I don't feel it. I feel like I'm still, you know, I got... I want to work for the next 25 years on a daily basis. I mean, you know, there's so much that I want to do. Uh, there's so much that I have done, but I, you know, I don't even think about it. It, it kind of is what it is. Uh, family and, and friends and, and working and, and being successful and leaving your mark. And I want to be in the Bourbon Hall of Fame. So those are my those are my missions. <laughs> That's awesome. I I don't think you look 50. I guessed. A while ago, and I was like, hey, Tommy's like 42. Yeah, oh, goodness. Yeah, you're awesome. I'll do this podcast again. <laughs> but <laughs> Keep sucking up to me like that, bro. I'm a weekly. <laughs> I don't know how you feel. I, I have never been in front of a mirror anymore. You're married to a former nurse. Yeah, you like bourbon. You got two kids. I, I feel like I'm looking at a mirror. I told Sarah if I ever won the lottery, we were driving past, there was a billboard that said $800 million jackpot. And she said, what would you do if you won that? I said, oh, I'd ask you to marry me because you won't let me spend it. <laughs> you'll, you'll make sure I, I do something smart with it. And she said, are you serious? And I said, well, that's the first thing I thought of, so I guess so. Yeah. I always think about this. I The giving of, giving of the majority of it away would be the funnest part. I've never been that materialistic. I'm still not. I, I, I just am not. Some people are, and I get it. Like, I did this car show yesterday. Uh some of the car, there was a McLaren. They, they were they're explaining all this to me. It's four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's like I did an interview with WLKY News the 
Friday morning at 5.20, and I'm sure there were so many viewers watching this. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, these cars are coming up, and Eric, who's splitting on the show, Eric and Jeremy, and there's cars that are coming in. You know, if you ever watch the early, early news, they have, like, segments where, segments where they go live remote at 5.20, 5.40, 6 o'clock, 6.20, 6.40. And so, I was the 5.20, and so... You know, these cars are pulling up, and it's like, you know, this car is worth 150000 that one's worth 275000 And so Alex Durham, I think, is the girl, real pretty girl, who does the 32 remote things. And I told her, you know, she's like, yeah, that car's worth 250000 I was like, I drive a badass SUV right here, like twenty-six grand. <laughs> so so I, I, don't, I don't particularly get them as... I get it, but these the McLaren that was right in front of four hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'm just not that. That's I don't thing. know that if I. My dad drives a brand new vet. My dad's a car dude. It looks like the Batmobile. I mean, it's got the Adam West Batmobile. Whatever, man. My son's kind of a, becoming a car dude, uh, and I'm just not. Do you think that's weird that it's skipped a generation, or you didn't pick that up? I just. I have never cared about cars. I drive my cars. I buy my cars new, and I drive them till they till they fall down. I guess that kind of just goes back to the generational thing. Like you, you were, dad was, sixties, seventies, eighties. My dad is seventy. So when he was driving, I mean, cars were like. Or seventy. My dad would be. My dad and mom would be seventy. Uh, Seventy-one, seventy-two. So I mean, like cars, like the years was like a big thing. But my for you, it's not. What, one more time? My dad has been a car. He has 57 Chevy. Exactly. Okay, a 57 Chevy, but nobody says a 96 Chevy. Like, the generation where you were driving, it's not like, that's not the thing. But I've just never been that guy who wanted to go out and buy a a banged up something and refinish it, you know, make it a, a cool car. I, I get it. I, I think it's cool. But it, I just, that's not me at all. I was a I was a memorabilia collector. I love to collect baseball cards and baseball memorabilia. And at one point, I probably had three million baseball cards. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, I was really, really into it. Uh, I, I've given, I've donated a ton of them. I, I give most of them away these days, and I don't even really collect anymore. But that was kind of more me. I wasn't ever into comic books or, or that type of thing, but... I appreciate looking at a cool-looking car, and, you know, yesterday, having to listen to them rev their cars up nonstop, I was like, dude, you got to quit. I hate cars. But <laughs> it was cool, man. They're, I get it. I understand, and some of the cars are just beautiful. I mean, they're they're pieces of art, uh, but I'm just happy with my SUV, to be honest, and I'm just not, I'm just not materialistic. I wear the same clothes till they fall off and, or get holes in them. But it's interesting that it kind of went, not skipped a generation per se, but that Jackson's so interested in it, and you're not, but your dad is, so I don't know if... Yeah. Uh, well, tell me, uh, to close it out, um, two things. Yeah. Number one, do you have any advice for um, future dads, anybody that is going to be a dad, will be a dad, is a dad, Dad, they might want your advice. I think my best advice... Uh, that I learned being a dad is that the kids are way smarter than you think they are. Not much get past. After about three or four, you're really not being as slick as you think you are. 
they know, and like I said, I don't know that, I don't regret the way that I have raised my kids. My kids are such a blessing to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm so fond of them, and I love them, and I have to talk to them, you know, on a daily basis, and I, I love the fact that I get to see Emma still on a daily basis, but, you know, they're smart, they're their own, they're their own people, and it's just different, man. You're going to understand what I'm talking about when you have kids. Say you had kids in the next five or seven years, things will be so much different. Like, I had to adapt. You have to adapt to, you know, the thing with me is I went through a stage where I would grow my hair long and then I'd dye it like white. And so, yeah, I'll just go through these stages or whatever, but my daughter, is, is, she'll dye her hair a certain color red. You just kind of got to go with that and not, don't sweat the small stuff. I know that's such a, a long-standing kind of cliche uh, thing to say, don't sweat the small stuff. But it's so, it's so, you know, nail on the head that, you know, don't let your kids live their lives. I wish that a, a thing that if I could take back is I probably wouldn't let them be so social media influenced because there's so much bad out there on social media. And then that becomes, they start asking you questions. Well, we heard that, you know, jumping off the bridge was a cool thing. It's like, no. <laughs> no, not because this influencer says it. It's not. So, other than that, you know, man, na Mother Nature takes over, bro. You'll get it. You'll understand. You know, uh, you'll get it when you, you'll be petrified until you figure out how to change that diaper, and you're like, oh, cool. Cheats. <laughs> you just will. Well, uh, we end the episode the same way every single time. Um, we do a cheers, something you say at home, something you say with your friends, something you say, I don't know, when you're drunk. Uh, we do a cheers. So we ask the guests, the dad, what do you want to do a cheers to? Well, I will do a cheers to, I hope, I think that the, that the industry is so, uh, this bourbon industry needs to continually be driven by folks like you. Uh, these 25-year-old kids, 24-year-old kids who want, and kid is an enduring term, I'm not calling you. Kid. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> uh, you are a kid to me. So I, I think that, that there is something to be said with the uh, Austin Jones of the world who are so passionate about this industry. It's why I'm doing the club. It's because we just want to keep this as our signature. This, this is Kentucky's signature industry. This is the USA signature industry. So I will give the cheers to, I want you to find whatever you want to do in this industry because you're going to be very good at it. And, you know, you might not know what it is yet, but the, but it will evolve until you will know. And so I'll cheers to that. I'll take that. Thank you. Cool, man. Thank you, Tommy. Cheers. Thanks for having me, bro. This was fun.